Well, good morning, everyone. This is Melvin York, Gardening with Daddy Pete. Here it is. We've made it through Thanksgiving. So we've just got a couple of days there. And then we've got about uh, 24 shopping days before Santa Claus comes. And uh, to get all your packages ready and your things bought to do all that great holiday cooking so we can gain those pounds with all the cakes and the pies and the cookies and candies. My favorite time of year. And at least we have an excuse for being overweight. <laughs> well, uh, we do want to thank you for listening all year to our podcast. And uh, we want to talk about a couple of things. If you'll go to our web page and you can actually sign up for our monthly blog of garden tips at uh, daddypeach.com. I want to give you just a few uh, things that's going to be on there. Go over that just a little bit today also. And one thing that I'm sure people's already gotten, and if you hadn't yet and you're getting ready to go in this weekend to buy your poinsettias, we'd like to give you a few tips on how to purchase those uh, that will save you some things, how to properly take care of these poinsettias during uh, the next few weeks, and then what to do with them afterwards. And we'll also get into some of the gardening tips, as I stated, for the month of December. Uh, if you have listened to our uh, gardening uh, podcast before, uh, you'll uh, sure you've already caught on that. Or if you began gardening or you've been gardening for a long time, that there really is no month that you can't do something in your garden or being prepared for it. So let's start out the day with the poinsettias. This is some tips that you might want to just mentally take down, some notes you want to take down that will uh, help you in uh, purchasing your poinsettias correctly, uh, transporting them home. Also, once you get them home, where to place them and how to take care of them and uh, what to do afterwards. Now, I do not recommend when you go in to buy poinsettias that you buy it somewhere and a lot of people go to the box stores and they have them sitting right at the doors and the cold weather goes in and out. Poinsettias originated in Mexico. They are a warm weather plant. They do not like cold weather. One thing they do not like with that is a draft, a cold draft. So I recommend that you buy your poinsettias if you can and find a, a good garden center, a good place that has kept them in out of the draft where there's been some sunlight to them, uh, where they've been watered correctly, and you take them out of that setting when you buy those. You're going to find out that you're going to have a healthier plant. They're not going to be stressed. They're going to last longer in your setting. If you buy a poinsettia now or say even this weekend uh, during the Christmas festivities, you're still looking at about 30 days, and then most people uh, leave them out on through the New Year celebration. So. Uh, four to five weeks that you want that poinsettia to look fresh, crisp, and beautiful as they are. There are so many different colors now in poinsettias from the whites, the pinks, the reds. They have the purples. They have the dark ones. It's almost black. They have them with mixed colors. They've got them with different spots on them. There's just a uh, world of choices when it comes to poinsettias. Now, one thing that uh, you want to do is make sure that you purchase those from a setting where it's warm, uh, where it's not 
in a giraffe where they're healthy looking uh, plants that have not been stressed out from sitting around uh, inside where the doors open, we get the cold draft on them, uh, where they've been packaged up in boxes, because that's another thing that we're going to talk about when you take those home. Now, when you pick that poinsettia out, nine times out of 10, it's going to have a full cover. Sometimes they even have a plastic cover over them. When you get those home, the first thing you want to do is take the plastic cover off and pull the full cover back to where they actually can get some air around the root system. Now, I know a lot of people like to leave them bunched up under the leaves and the leaves done that, but you're cutting out all the oxygen. Find the place in your home that is not a place where the doors open and close, where there's a draft a lot. It needs to stay in kind of an even heated area. Another thing you wanna do is make sure that plant gets at least three to four hours of sunlight a day, if at all possible. Now, here's where most people kill poinsettias if they've made it past this part, and it's overwatering. Most of these plants, and depending on the size you buy, if you buy an eight inch or a 12 inch pot, you're gonna find there's two or three different, actually different plants that's in that pot to make up this bouquet of, or this arrangement of a poinsettia. Uh, one, the main thing you don't want to do with these poinsettia is overwater. You will kill them faster. That way they'll start drooping, they'll start losing leaves, the bottom leaves will start turning yellow. It's going to tell on itself. And most of the time, by the time you figured it out, it's the point of no return on these poinsettias. So if you want to keep them crisp, you have got to watch your watering on these. Remember where a poinsettia originated. They originated in Mexico, and where it's a drier climate, where it's a warmer climate. And these are the things you need to keep in the back of your mind when you're doing that. Actually, what I like to do is take my finger, push down in the soil. If it feels wet to my finger, leave it alone. You don't need to water it. And one good thing, even if it starts getting a little bit dry, you'll start seeing the bottom leaves droop just a little bit, point down, put your finger in at that point, go ahead and water, do it with some warm, like uh, room temperature tap water, water those in, don't flood them, and uh, they'll perk right back up, even from just a little bit of that. But a good way uh, to keep that from happening, too, is just, you know, simply once a week, go in and just test the soil with your finger. Go down about an inch into the soil and at different places. Uh, don't use the same spot every time, and then you'll know where to water those. Uh, you'll find out that your poinsettia is going to stay crisp, beautiful during the whole season. Now. When time's over, most people take those and they dump them. Uh, please don't. Please don't. If you'll go to our website and check out our products at daddypeats.com, you'll find that we have a mix called Sea and Farm. Sea and Farm or either our perennial pleaser will work well, remove those, put them in a bigger pot, keep them inside until spring. And then you could believe it or not, I have a friend of mine that has poinsettias that's 20 years old. Every year, he just keeps increasing the size of the pot. And they actually grow, grow into like a small tree. Beautiful, beautiful. And we'll talk later on how you get them to bloom out for this time of the year. Actually, they're not really blooms. It's the leaves turning color, if you'll notice that. 
So these are things that we'll talk about later. But please don't throw those plants away. You can use them year after year, and they're gorgeous, and watch them grow. And the thing is, once that you do these and you pull these poinsettias through one season, uh, you will know if you buy any more how to take care of these. And then you could share that with a lot of your friends that actually are disappointed in poinsettias because they bought them at the wrong place. They bought them uh, when they were stressed. They didn't know how to take care of them or place them the right place in their house. They didn't know how to water them. And then afterwards, uh, they were so disappointed that threw them away. And a lot of people uh, will even go buy an artificial one because they've had such bad luck with the live poinsettias. Now, make sure uh, that you do the things that we talked about, and you will have, uh, I promise you, some of the best-looking poinsettias uh, in your neighborhood. And it's real simple, just simple. Picking where you buy them. Pick the place you put them in your house. Make sure that your watering habits are correct. And then afterwards, repot in the bigger pots, even if there's three plants in it, two, spread them out in the bigger pot, some a little deeper, well-drained soil. And that's why I recommended our CN Farm uh, mix or our perennial mix. So check out either one of those on our website. Go to your independent garden center. They will have one if not both of those products, and you can find it on, uh, again, our website with store locators and those products, snap a picture of it, picture of it, write it down, and, uh, you know, take it to your uh, independent gardens center around you, okay? And that will be something that you'll enjoy for a long time. Christmas cactus is another one. A lot of people get those, and again, they go by the wayside for two reasons too much draft and cold, and because they're overwatered. Keep in mind, they have the same uh, needs that a poinsettia have. A cactus likes a well-drained soil, very little water. They do well without it. In fact, with a cactus, what I like to do, instead of usually you don't need to water them once a week, take a spray bottle, uh, room temperature water, you know, uh, give them a good quick mist across uh, their branches and all, and again, that Christmas cactus that uh, you've gotten for Christmas or you bought to set out and display in your home will, again, stay beautiful and keep growing. That's a plant that is really easy to propagate, so later on you may want to do that, and we'll go back in some of our podcasts, talks about propagation, and we'll also talk about that maybe in the January uh, edition of uh, our uh, Daddy Peace blog, and then I'm sure we'll hit it sometime this month. But those are the things. Now, for December, uh, some of the things that you can do for December, if you haven't got around to it yet, is number one, if you're getting up the rest of your leaves, make sure those go to your compost bin. Leaf mulch is like black gold. Excellent in your garden, excellent in your compost bin. That's the carbon that you need in the process of composting. Go back and look. We did a whole segment on your home compost bin and uh, how to start it, keep it going. And uh, carbon is a big deal when you're composting and you can't get a better source than leaves. So don't put those in a plastic bag or rake them out to the curb. 
throw them in the dump because you're throwing away black gold. Make that compost bin, start it out with the carbon. Then we'll get the greens and the nitrogen going. Okay, go back to our podcast again on the composting, and it will tell you how to get that started up and running. It's real simple. takes a, just a very little work. Uh, turn your bin once in a while with a pitchfork. Keep adding to it. And as we talked before, we like to have at least two different bins where we can keep one going and start another one. And we can add to it off of that. Uh, again, we went through all of that on our uh, podcast on composting. Uh, one thing that uh, uh, seems like it's hard to get around is pruning. Now, our shrubs and our trees always need pruning to make sure that they keep putting out more or less limbs. We have a fuller canopy. Uh, we want to make sure that we prune those, not just for keeping them in size, but again, so we'll have a more uh, desirable-looking tree or shrub because once you prune it, then we have extra bracts coming out or branches, and we just have a more uh, attractive, a more uh, bush that is completely full or a tree that's completely full of foliage and uh, even of blooms. Now, when we're doing that, deciduous trees, you can still do that in December, but make sure, uh, or along with your shrubs, make sure that you never, never do more than 30%, and we call that a hard prune or hard pruning. Anything less, a light pruning would be 10%. Uh, but you can go as much as 30% without harming the tree or the shrub, but that is the most. So when you're looking at that canopy, you kind of look at what you think a third of it is and uh, go with that or a little less. And that way you'll always be safe and you'll always have a good-looking canopy on that shrub or tree. Uh, the only exception we have on shrubs, and and most of them are the shrubs, is like camellias, um, azaleas. If you'll notice, a lot of those have already set their buds for spring. Uh, so do not prune those at this time. Those plants, those shrubs, uh, these to be pruned right after they bloom in the spring. When they're, la when they're done with their blooming cy cycle, that is the time to prune those deciduous shrubs or evergreen shrubs. Now, you can prune evergreens this time of the year. Uh, you can prune deciduous trees this time of year, deciduous shrubs. Uh, a lot of people ask me about hydrangeas. I know that people like to go back and cut them closer to the ground. I'm, I disagree. I disagree. Again, I like to use the same rule uh, when I'm pruning trees or shrubs with my hydrangeas. I don't like to take over 30% of that uh, shrub back. Um, sometimes it works well. What also works well is this time of year while you're doing your pruning and you rake up clean up around that, go ahead and get you some hardwood mulch or get you some pine bark mulch, uh, whatever mulch that you use, and make sure that you do mulch around uh, the roots and out as far as the canopy goes of whatever shrub you're doing. Uh, trees, not so much unless they've been planted within the last three years. Trees planted this year on up to the last three years, I would most definitely go ahead, protect those roots with a coat of mulch on it. When they get past usually the, the four to five year mark, you're usually good. They take care of themselves. But in shrubs, 
that's something that I do like to see uh, to be mulched again. Any beds that you've got as far as spring bulbs, go ahead and do those. Make sure they've got a good layer of mulch on them also. And especially any new plantings like blueberry uh, bushes, um, just anything you planted new this season, make sure they do have a good mulch on them. It helps keep the root warm, keeps the moisture even in them, and they overwinter just uh, tremendously better uh, when you do mulch those. So mulch is a pretty cheap option to make sure that you take care of that expensive plant and the time that you put into it to plant it and uh, just to maintain it. So that's another good uh, way to look at that. Um, also, another good thing to be doing, December is a great time to go ahead. And uh, if you're planning on adding any new construction to raise beds, go ahead and do those now. Get them settled in, go ahead and get them filled with the uh, soil or the potting mix or the compost that you're going to use. Let that go ahead and settle in in the winter. That way, during all these rains during the freeze, it breaks it up, actually helps to break it down a little more, and uh, you get the benefit of that. And uh, you start out with a bed that's seasoned instead of one brand new, like uh, in March or in April. You'll find that it works a lot better doing that. Plus, if you do any uh, cold weather crops for the spring, it'll be ready for you to go. If you've got old beds, uh, raised beds, and they haven't been cleaned out yet, make sure you clean all of the old plants out of them. If they were annuals, get rid of those, rake off the top layer, get rid of those. I don't like to put the old plants in the compost bin because if they had any insects, any type of disease, got that. Those are better off to uh, go ahead and throw those into the garbage or uh, if you do have a way to burn them, go ahead and burn that. But I would not uh, add those to my compost bin. Uh, freshen up that bed. I'm sure that you may have lost a little height in it. Go ahead and make sure whatever you put back in that bed uh, does have some drainage in it. Uh, one of the good ones that I like to put back in if you're not using our raised bed mix. If you want to freshen up, use our planting mix. That has... 50% uh, of the aged pine bark pines, and it has 50% of our dairy compost. Uh, so it just enhances all the nutrients. like to see that fork it around a little bit. And if you still got time, you can still get a hold of it. It's still okay to go ahead, and if you're in a area like we are in the Piedmont, you'll still have enough sunny days where you probably could still sow some annual ryegrass in and help with that green manure effect or that nitrogen that can be turned over at the end of February and enhance that bed more. So these are just some of the things that you can do this month. I know Christmas is here and you've got a lot of other things to do. But again, after December goes, I don't suggest uh, pruning any trees. Most of these deciduous trees are already going to be popping buds out from their leaves. Uh, you want to make sure that the sap's going to start working its way back up sometime in January. Uh, so December is probably going to be your last month to get a good, uh, safe way to go ahead and prune some of those trees. And the earlier the month, the better. Well, 
that's just a few things that you can do. Uh, we would appreciate it uh, while you're listening to our podcast. Uh, sometimes you can just pop on the computer and go to our webpage, and that does show all the podcasts that we've done. You can go back in the archives, look at that. If you do have a question or even a comment, we would love to hear from you. That's what we're here for is to help you uh, be successful in your garden. Uh, we do have our main slogan, and it's printed on a lot of our flower, uh, flowers and uh, posters that you see in the stores on our website. And all is we help you grow. And that's exactly what we intend to do uh, with some of these podcasts, with your calls, uh, your questions. We'll be more than glad to do that. Uh, we take a lot of pride and a lot of time in making sure our products will work for you. So if you get a chance, go to daddypeach.com, click on our products and our product info, go through and look at those and the product uses is always there. And you can find that in your independent garden store. They should have a usage chart there and some of our products will work for the same thing. You can uh, pick that up and also go ahead and, uh, you know, it's Christmas time. Buy that gardener, you know, enough of uh, Daddy Pete will refresh his bed. Trust me, you'll be happy at that. Well, uh, until next time, uh, the only thing left to say here is Christmas is coming. And uh, we wish you some happy gardening. Till the next time, I'm Melvin York with Gardening with Daddy Pete.